Before we get into today's podcast, I would first like to acknowledge the Bidjigal and Gadigal people, the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast was recorded today, and pay my respects to their elders past and present. I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening to this podcast. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. What up, Drama Army? Welcome to today's bonus Married at First Sight episode. So today, as promised, I have a follow-up from episode 268 where I detailed Bronte Schofield's leaked diary entries and text messages revealing exactly what was going on behind the scenes in her marriage with Harrison Boone. So this is literally a follow-on episode. So if you're at this point and you haven't already listened to episode 268, you really do need to go back and listen and then come straight back to this episode for part two. So let's just get straight into it. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. All right, guys, so picking up where we left off in episode 267, I cannot stress enough, if you haven't listened to that episode, you really do need to go and listen to that first before continuing past this point. Do not pass go, do not collect $200. So after the dinner party where Bronte is a no-show, which was on Wednesday night, we then have the commitment ceremony on Sunday night, the final commitment ceremony of the season, just before homestays and final vows next week. Now again, Bronte didn't want to go, but production locked her in her room again and heavily manipulated her to write stay, similar to what happened at the last commitment ceremony, which was detailed last episode. In fact, Bronte had already booked flights home. That's how set on leaving she was. One source dishes, she had another huge panic attack and said she was done. She was hysterical, tearing Sky Suites apart. Another way producers got her to write stay at the final commitment ceremony was because they were saying to her, just one more day and you get to go home and visit your family. Bronte had been begging to go home, so she felt like this was her chance to finally get out. They wouldn't let her leave anyway. The big execs rocked up to her room at Sky Suites to talk to her. They bribed her to write stay. They said, just write stay and then we'll let you go home two days early to see your family and your nan. Bronte's nan was in the hospital sick at this time. They told her that they would let her go home two days earlier and then Harrison would meet her over there. Then they said, when you get back, all you have to do is one more dinner party and the final vows and you're done. They then used her sister as an emotional heartstring saying, don't you want your sister to have a go at Harrison? He deserves it. Don't let him get off that easy. Producers also told her that they would have separate accommodations in Perth. Bronte would be staying at her apartment and Harrison would be staying in the city. Now, Bronte was texting her mum again during this time in the Sky Suites room before the commitment ceremony, telling her how upset she was that she was locked in the room and they wouldn't let her leave. She told her mum that her apartment felt worse than jail. She was distraught. She sent so many messages telling them that she wanted to leave. Now, I've managed to get my hands on some of the messages between Bronte and her mum at the time. Let me read them out as, again, it really does provide some insight into how she was feeling at the time before she saw how producers were going to edit her, before she knew what her storyline was, before she knew how the public was going to perceive her. 
And just a trigger warning, some of the messages are pretty distressing. So I just want to make a note of that. So on the 26th of October, Bronte wrote to her mum, Jazz is seriously pushing for me to see why I should stay. I've got the executives coming to me now. Honestly, I will leave regardless. This is just disgusting to treat someone this way. Bronte's mum, Sue, said she's only thinking of herself, Bronte. Taking my phone off me when my mum's mum is in hospital? Are you kidding? I know she is. I can see it all over her face. I've said, I do not care about this show right now. I'm going home. Figure it out. Sue then said, stick to your plan and don't budge. Can I call you in five? Bronte said, I'm paralyzed right now. The execs will be here if you need to call Jazz. Sue then said, I have just got to work and need to get in. Bronte. Say you've been trying to get through to me and you need to talk to me. Stress to her, I need to get back home. I told them that Mel has fucking breast cancer and I'm serious that my mum and family need me right now. I'm pulling it all out and they still won't budge. I said you told me that today as a double whammy. Now just for context here, Bronte's auntie was diagnosed with breast cancer and her nan was in hospital at the time as well. Bronte then said, I'm so angry. Let me come home with a couple of crying face emojis. She said, it's still, we are trying to figure out logistics. No, you are holding me against my fucking will for a storyline. Sue then said, no, you're going home. They cannot keep you there. Bronte, I said to Jazz, I will legit book my own flights and leave. No one is taking me seriously. I'm barely keeping it together right now. Sue, if after you speak to executives, say, if you don't let me go, I'm leaving tomorrow anyway. I will pay for my own airfare. Bronte said, I legit will. Sue then said, why have they got your phone? And Bronte said, they don't let us have it while filming. It's bullshit. I'm sick of this shit. I just want my life back. Sue then asked, when are you filming? Bronte said, I'd say in the next hour. Sue then said, do you want me to ring Jasmine? Bronte said, I don't think she's truly understanding how bad my mental health is. She just isn't fucking getting it. I've given everything to this experiment. Literally everything. Let me leave. Sue then said, just say that you're leaving anyway. Bronte said, I am. Sue then told her, check out flights now. Bronte said, no one is making me feel as if I have a choice. Sue replied saying, you do have a choice. They said they cannot keep you there. Bronte then said, there's flights. I will legit book it tonight if they don't let me leave. Sue then said, I would say, let me get my belongings and suitcases and I want to be on a plane ASAP. Bronte said, I literally will do the commitment ceremony and I want to go. I don't know how much clearer I have to fucking be. I say it to Jazz and she gives me this look like I'm giving up. And I'm like, I am giving up. I choose my family. I do not know how many times I have to say it. Then Sue wrote, what does she get out of this? You have to question why she really wants you to stay, especially when it's clear you want to leave. Good point, Sue. I love Sue. Bronte then said, she must get paid more if I stay until the end. It has to be about the money. I'm convinced. They probably do get bonuses or something if they keep their contestants on the show. I honestly reckon that's like a thing. I'll have to look into that. Bronte then said, I'm going home. I legit said to Jazz, I just want to come home and focus on my business and be around good energy. This is not good energy. I want to leave. How much more clear can I be? Sue then said, stand firm on your decision. If he says stay, you know it's not what he wants. They cannot bully you into staying. Wow, poor thing. So on top of everything else that's going on with Harrison and the producer manipulation, She's got her nan in hospital. Her auntie's being diagnosed with breast cancer. She's suffering emotionally and mentally. She clearly just wanted to go home and was trying to do everything in her power to get home, but was so emotionally manipulated by production and Harrison that it wasn't actually physically possible. 
Now, I think it's easy for like us, the viewers and the public to say, you know, why didn't she just leave? You, you can just get up and go, but it's not that easy. They've got your phone, like she said. They've probably got like other personal documents or belongings. I don't know. And I have been told by a number of other former contestants that they literally blackmail you with a bad edit. They make threats, allegedly. It's like psychological warfare in there. And you've got the fear of God in you. You're like, if I get up and leave and do the wrong thing by them. They are just going to destroy me and my reputation in public. And like I said before as well, we saw Taylor actually did get up and leave. She went back home to Tassie and they somehow managed to get her back and do some more recordings. So I don't think it's as black and white as it seems when we look at it. Now at the next commitment ceremony, surprise, surprise, Bronte and Harrison both write stay. Even after these comments from Harrison. My question is last week, and you know, it's, you said, I'm gonna end it, it's done. Is there a chance that you're gonna write stay tomorrow? You guys are staying. We had this last week, yeah. They're not going anywhere. Unequivocally, uh, no, there's no, no chance I'm writing stay. Well. Is that a no chance? No chance. Does Bronte know that? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and has she said she agrees or Have disagrees? I told Bronte that specifically? Yeah. No. Oh. From the vibe of our conversation, does she know that the relationship is essentially done? I, I think so. Like, it's pretty, pretty brutal. my source what they thought about this I was like how did we go from that to writing stay at the commitment ceremony and they said yeah everyone kicks off hard his angle is he wants to see Perth and has had some sort of epiphany god Harrison changes his tune more than I change underpants now just a side note there were some pap photos from this commitment ceremony of the car ride of Bronte traveling to the commitment ceremony published somewhere she was pictured traveling alone and the rest of the girls were traveling together in cars. The outlet that published these photos was Yahoo Lifestyle and they said that the reason Bronte was riding solo was because the other girls refused to share a car with her because there was a massive feud. This is what their source claimed. Things became so bad that none of the other girls would even travel to shoots or commitment ceremonies in the same car as her. As far as Bronte was concerned, Harrison was the only person she trusted in the experiment and everyone else was trying to ruin them. It got to the point where the girls just wiped their hands of her and no one would talk to her unless they had to on set. Now, according to my insiders, this is not true. This is fake news. Bronte didn't leave in a separate car minutes after them. The reason she traveled alone was because she left Sky Suites hours after everyone else. The rest of the cast left around 2 p.m. and Bronte didn't leave until 6 p.m. And it wasn't because there was a feud and no one wanted to be in a car with her. It was because she was locked in the room by production, unable to leave until she wrote stay, having back and forth arguments with producers about her decision, whilst everyone else was already at the filming location. Just a little bit of insight there. Don't believe everything you read, guys. Now, the next thing after the commitment ceremony on Sunday is homestays. Now, Harrison didn't want to participate in homestays originally. He said he didn't see the point in coming 
to Perth, but really he knew he was going to get hammered by Bronte's family, according to our insider. One source close to Bronte reveals that there's a huge drama between Harrison and Bronte's sister Kira at the homestays. They dish. Bronte cried to her sister every day after the retreat. She was getting told by production to do one thing, getting mistreated by Harrison. She wanted to go home. She was having panic attacks. So when Kira sees Harrison, she confronts him. And the first thing she says is, why are you making my sister cry? Harrison accuses Bronte of ambushing him, but it wasn't an ambush. She'd just been expressing her feelings to her sister. She didn't tell her to confront him. It wasn't premeditated. She was just protecting her sister. Harrison blows up and it turns into a massive fight. He walks out being like, what the fuck? Then on the last day of the homestays, Kira lets loose on Harrison again and calls him a narcissistic gaslighting dickhead and says, my sister will not be ending up with you. She goes absolutely nuts at him. And my new hero is officially Bronte's sister, Kira, who has also been a guest on this podcast. So go back and listen to that episode if you are also a fan of Kira. The source continued, then Bronte and Harrison didn't speak for the rest of the homestays until the next dinner party. Production told them not to speak to each other off camera, so they hadn't spoken for three days. Now, when they finally do come face to face at the final dinner party, aka the Last Supper, Harrison starts the night with a bang. One source reveals, Bronte was the last to walk in. They walked in separately as she'd said they were done and she was never speaking to him again because he's disgusting. Before she arrived at the dinner party, Harrison told the entire group about all of the times they'd had sex at the retreat in detail. He was describing all the sex positions they'd done without her permission when they weren't even in a good place. They weren't even on speaking terms. Bronte was last to walk into the dinner party and then all the girls run up to her and say, we need to talk. And they told her all the things Harrison had been saying about her and how he'd spoken about her in really sexually graphic terms. Bronte was like, what the fuck? We never even had sex on the retreat. We haven't slept together in over a month. We've only had sex twice the entire season. How could he even be talking about that? The girls were like, he's literally talking about you in the most graphic terms. Bronte then said to the girls that the fact that she hadn't wanted to have sex with Harrison because he was creepy, allegedly, was one of the reasons their marriage actually turned to shit. She said she hadn't wanted to be intimate with him because he told her he didn't find her attractive and his feelings for her weren't real. So Bronte had stopped wanting to have sex with him. Harrison then turns around to the group and says, oh, but we haven't lived together for three weeks. So how does she expect to get to know me if she can't even be in the same room as me? Then he walks over to Bronte, stands over her in front of all of the girls and says, I want to talk to my wife. Let me talk to my wife. Bronte says, I don't want to talk to you. Leave me the fuck alone. And all the girls are like, leave her alone. He's like, can I not talk to my wife? Bronte then says, you literally just talked about our sex life that doesn't even fucking exist. And you're talking about things that apparently we did that we didn't. This is disgusting. You do not talk about me in those terms. Lyndall and Tani were like, back off. She isn't speaking to you. Bronte knew that he was just trying to control the narrative. The source continued, then everyone goes into the dinner party and he makes Bronte lose her mind. They had an honesty box question thing and Harrison uses it to completely destroy her. Bronte calls him out on stuff like all the inappropriate things he's done and said to her and it gets so heated. Bronte previously said he never emotionally manipulated her because she was terrified of the consequences if she said yes. She was so scared of the repercussions of what would happen when they were on their own away from everyone. But at the dinner party, she comes out and says, yes, you did emotionally manipulate me. Bronte was sunk into her chair, shaking uncontrollably the entire time. She could barely string a sentence together. She gets so upset that she walks out. Then she walks back in later and she says to Harrison, this marriage is over. We are done. I never want to see you again. 
He turns to her and guys, wait for this and goes, okay. Two letters, not even a full word. The lion, the witch, and the audacity of this bitch. Then finishes his convo with Layden and Melinda. Then she walks out. Now, whilst he was doing that on camera, off camera, he actually messaged Bronte the next day saying that he hopes they can still be friends. This is what the message from Harrison to Bronte read on the 4th of November. Hi there. Last night ended on a really bad note, and it's not how I want to leave things between us. I just want to say thanks for our time together. We've been through a lot in this experiment, and I hope we can remain friends. Safe travels back to Perth. I wish you all the best in the future. H with a little peace emoji. And Bronte never replied to that message, and <laughs> good girl, Bronte. Now, speaking of Bronte not being able to speak up about being abused by Harrison, allegedly, on the show... He wrote in a fan group this week addressing claims that he was abusive to Bronte. This is what he wrote. Any reports of abuse to producers and the contestants get pulled straight away. Production places people's well-being above all else. We had regular check-ins and a full-time cast carer to manage people's well-being and offer support. Bronte had every opportunity at every commitment ceremony and off-camera to report if she felt abused, manipulated, or in any way being mistreated. And she chose to stay week in and week out and even said I never manipulated her. I don't appreciate you accusing me of being abusive. And if you continue to slander me, the next time we speak will be via my lawyer. Now, he posted this in a maths fan group. He honestly needs to get out of these groups. There was some discussion about him and Bronte, and he literally commented that, like threatening people in this group with lawyers, which is just so funny because on Kyle and Jackie O last week, Harrison was actually asked about his comments about former math stars that he made in Facebook groups. And his excuse was that it's a private group for like-minded individuals and a safe space. And yet he's in every group arguing with anyone who makes a comment about him, myself included, which I will cover at a later date. I haven't even had time to get to that. Let me play you the audio from what he said on the Kyle and Jackie O show, which is just so hypocritical. It's important to note that those, all of those comments were made in a private Facebook group. You have to be accepted to enter. And so I never really intended them for like public consumption. It was more like I was having yeah. those conversations with like, like-minded people that comment on reality television, right? Yeah. So uh, that's one thing. It was in a private group. It wasn't really for... It, was, it wasn't in a, like a public setting. Now, on top of that, I just want to say it's never easy to speak about, you know, abuse, claims of abuse, allegations of abuse, your experience with abuse, especially to your abuser. So I can fully understand why Bronte didn't bring it up on the show, didn't bring it up with her alleged abuser himself. Typical, typical abuser response to victim blame. Also, Harrison, calm down on the legal threats, mate. It's a Facebook group for fans. Now, despite all of this, Harrison still seemed to think that him and Bronte were going to final vows. Bronte had agreed to do final vows because producers and Harrison had convinced her to just do it, to end things as friends since they'd gotten so far. They'd made some sort of pact to do final vows to help Harrison redeem his image. Bronte agreed to this pact when things were going well for them. Producers got in her head and convinced her that Harrison really liked her deep down. But then she changed her mind at homestays when they were at a winery and he thanked her for playing her part in doing an amazing job. The penny finally dropped and Bronte realized that he was using her as a pawn in his game and he did not have any real feelings for her. So she changed her mind then and there about going to the final vows. The source explains Harrison was adamant that they were going to final vows. He said to Bronte, we have to go. We had a pact. Bronte was like, no, we didn't. I didn't sign up for a fake marriage. I didn't come here for a pact. I'm not being inauthentic. Harrison wanted to go and end as friends. He begged Bronte to do it because he wanted to redeem his image. 
She knew Harrison just wanted to stay longer so that he could blame her for it not working and saying she doesn't want to move to Sydney. Producers begged Bronte to stay for the final vows, but she refused. She said she'd been done for the last two weeks and had already been made to stay on the show longer than she wanted to, against the detriment of her own mental health and the storyline they needed. Now, I've managed to get my hands on one of these messages. So Bronte said to Harrison during homestays, I know how hesitant you were and I can understand it, but I felt more like myself in two days than I have in the last few weeks, so I'm glad you're here. I can actually see who I am, although I know we've made a pact for the vows, I still wanted you to see who I really am. Harrison said, I can see you're different here, and it's really nice to see this side of you. Looking forward to tomorrow. Bronte said, thanks, doll. It's hard to be your total self in an environment that asks so much of you. I definitely can't show you all of Perth how I would want to, but it's better than nothing. So if Harrison comes out and says, there's messages about a pact or a secret pact, that's all that that was. Now, given that this was what was going on behind the scenes for Bronte and given the portrayal that she's been given on the show and the backlash that she's had from the public, understandably, she hasn't been coping. One friend of hers tells So Dramatic, Bronte has been so upset. She hasn't left her house all weekend. She's a shell of herself at the moment. She's not coping. The way she's been portrayed isn't her at all. It's been really hard for her to watch. She's struggling to comprehend it all. She's just trying to stay positive, but it's hard because she knows what truly happened and the viewers are getting something totally different. Now, Bronte also sent a message to some of her friends and family this week. It read, Hi, everyone. I wanted to let you all know that I'm not okay. I haven't replied to people or reached out because I'm the worst I've ever been in my entire life. I cry myself to sleep every night and wake up crying almost every day. I'm copying that much harassment on top of trying to move my life onto the other side of the country. It's unbearable. I'm scared to check my phone and when it buzzes, I literally jump up scared. I'm getting called fat, naive, faker than silicon tits, faker than hair extensions. I should stop eating because I'm so fat and I'm a dead shit. Most of this is coming from contestants from last year's show that have been through this too, which makes it even worse. They should know how this editing process works. Now, just for context, I have been sent a couple of screen grabs and videos and all of that of Ella and Dom making some really horrible comments about Bronte on their podcast and their social media. So I think that is what she's referring to when she speaks about that. Bronte then continued in the message. Now production have fucked me with this simp. Yes, girl, edit. The relationship the world is seeing on TV is not the relationship I experienced. Yes, there were tears and breakdowns, but in between that, there was affection, dinner and breakfast dates, beach time, cuddles on the couch, watching movies, FaceTimes, I met his son, the I miss you calls, the I can't wait to come home and be cute with you texts, none of which production are showing. We kissed, held hands and showed affection in front of the group and they still say it's fake. I can understand the viewers thinking I'm fake. I get it, but I'm not. It was never a fake relationship for me. Do I see it for what it truly was now? Yes. Hindsight is a beautiful thing. Despite the leaked voice notes making it all a hundred times worse, I'm trying to keep my head above water and not believe what people are saying. I would never try and destroy someone's life. I said those things out of anger and spite for the man who I wasn't sure would even be my match. Despite people hearing the voice notes, they comment things that I didn't even say when they have heard it for themselves, only to make me seem like a terrible human for being scared to enter the experiment, marrying a stranger and reacting to a friend out of impulse to protect myself in what I thought was a safe space. It's heartbreaking that someone I considered a friend would go above and beyond to not only destroy my wedding, people may not see that yet, but she did, but then send in those notes as ammo to ruin my edit even more so people don't believe me when I say I'm not fake and I'm there for genuine reasons. 
I wish Jess nothing but healing for what she's done. She's clearly very unhappy in her own life to try and sabotage mine. I never called her a liar. I believed her. I just never understood as to why she never told me weeks in advance or the night before on FaceTime to me that the relationship had progressed. She chose the wedding day. It's too calculated and it's something I can never forget. I forgive her for her mistakes, but I don't want her eating at my table. I will be forever heartbroken by what she's done because no matter how angry or upset I was with someone, I would never do that to her what she's done to me. I know my truth. I will never know if Harrison's feelings for me were real or not, but mine were real for him and that's what breaks me. I'm holding on by a thread. These next two weeks leading up to homestays are going to be hell in itself for me. If you see a negative article, don't send it to me. Don't defend me. Just stay quiet. I don't need to defend myself when I know who I am and why I went on the show to begin with. I want love. I deserve love. And watching the show back, watching Harrison and what I put up with, I need to love myself the most. My relationship with myself is awful. I hate myself. Oh my God, this is so hard to actually read out. She said, I hate what I put up with from Harrison and production and I will never be that manipulated ever again. I want old Bronte back. When that will be, I don't know. The nation have seen an edited version of me, a version that everyone who knows me watches and says, who even is that? Bronte wouldn't respond that way. People forget it's a TV show. It's not scripted, but highly manipulated and edited. I'm not trying to justify my actions in any way, as me staying has an effect on young women to think that it's okay in a narcissistic relationship. For that, I will forever feel an immense amount of guilt for. I never had a choice to stay or leave. What went on behind the scenes is trauma. I will never overcome, but watching it back is triggering. And I hope everyone understands that I don't expect you to understand how I'm feeling, but that I'm not okay. I'm far from okay. I miss myself. I miss who I was before this experiment and I'm doing everything I can to find her again. When I'm ready to chat, I will reach out. But for now, I just need to be with my family and focus on mending the damage. I've never felt this broken in my life. Absolutely heart-wrenching. Now, no matter what you think of Bronte or what you think is the truth about what's going on, like no one deserves to feel that way. Now, in fact, Bronte has been feeling so bad that she's actually pulled out of all her media interviews with Channel 9 and is refusing to do any more because she's not coping with the backlash and wants nothing to do with any of it. A source reveals she can't believe how they've portrayed her. Nothing about the show is real. She said she can't comment on something that isn't real. What they're showing isn't her relationship and it's not what happened. On the MAFS Instagram page, they've left comments on there that haven't been moderated and Bronte has been copying abuse on there. She sent the publicist a message saying they need to do better and reminding them of their duty of care. Now, this is what the message that Bronte sent the publicist said. Hi, lovely. I know this is out of your control, but I just have to say something to someone. I'm actually really appalled by how the posts on the MAFS page are open to the public. What's the point of taking our Instagrams to protect us if comments are open on the post about us? It states no bullying is tolerated, yet all I see is absolutely disgusting comments that are actually downright disturbing when there's an option to turn them off to prevent this from even happening in the first place, especially Harrison and I. My mental health is being absolutely smashed into the wall and I don't read anything. Actually, I don't read them directly. It's people telling me and it gets to a certain point of the post where the comments get limited. I just think it's far from okay and it needs to be taken more seriously. The way I'm being portrayed on this show is hard enough for me to watch. A relationship that doesn't even exist and now I have to sit back and watch people call me fat, stupid, a fuckwit and every other derogatory name under the sun, which has nothing to do with maths at all. I'm so, so upset and I just thought it would be handled so much better than it has. It just feels like clickbait. I haven't left my house for days. There's only so much of speaking to the psychologist that it can achieve. It's not going to change what people are saying. The only way it can be done is if the network just does better. 
I'm really, really disappointed that it's got to a point where I've had to say something. Again, I know it's not you directly, but I'm mentally fucked. I honestly don't know how I'm going to come back from this anytime soon. I know I signed a contract and again, I understand this is not you, so don't take it as a personal attack. But for every other season coming to avoid this level of abuse, it comes down to those comments. It's so, so hurtful. Well said, and I think some real action does need to be taken by the network, to be completely honest. The source then said, After this message was sent, they told Bronte to call the psychologist. Why not just turn the comments off and they wouldn't need a psychologist? They know her mental health is bad. They know they fucked her over big time. But yet, nothing. No real support. The emotions you are seeing on TV are real, but the storyline you are seeing is not. Warning. Oh my god. Okay, let's focus. That's all the Bronte tea I've got for you guys today. If you enjoyed this episode, if you could please just take a second to leave a quick review and a rating, share your thoughts and feelings about the episode in the review section, and make sure you're also following us on all of our social media. There is a link in the show notes for all of that. And I will be back in your ears on Monday with our Married at First Sight Monday tea episode. And of course, we've got our daily show dropping before then as well. I'll see you guys then. Goodbye, good riddance, and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. Oh my god. Oh my god. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.